Hi, readers. I'm Jordan. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Not Another Heroine, the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines, those swashbuckling ladies who have to work a little harder than expected for their happy ending. Want to see what's next on our TBR list? Subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on Instagram for a sneak peek at upcoming content or to help us pick our next book. This is the pick of the week. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. The pick of the week. Da, 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 da. Okay, that was actually pretty good. That we'll go was that. phenomenal. Okay, yeah, we're keeping that one. Uh, there we go. <laughs> oh my goodness. Katie, I'm scared. And then she comes out with this <laughs> phenomenal pick of the week. That's Wel- fair. Welcome to pick of the week. And this is a special episode uh, because I am reviewing a book called Bonesmith by Nikki Pau Preto. Preto? Question mark. This Do you is, want to spell it? Is it Pret? P R E T O. Oh, Pret and Preto. Preto. Pretio? No. I don't know what it is, but I do know what it is not. Um, It's a special week because this was an advanced reader's copy we got courtesy of NetGalley. It's our very first arc. I was, we were over the moon to get to get this book. Ecstatic. Yes. So this book actually publishes on the 25th of July. So it's right around the corner. And yeah, there were pieces that I really liked. There were pieces that I struggled with. So I will do my best to stay unbiased. Mm. But our heroine is Ren. And she is what is known as a bonesmith in mm-hmm. this in this world that the author has created. And the magic system here is very cool. Mm. If I liked anything out of this book, and there is a lot I didn't like, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the world building because I thought the the magic was very unique. And it's this premise that there are different houses uh-huh. um, and they're all smiths. That is a very hard word to say into a microphone. It's also hard to say the plural smith. smith. <laughs> so like goldsmith, silversmith. Oh. Um, and so ironsmith. Mm-hmm. And this mm. whole world is built on this idea that the dead mm. have a soul mm-hmm. that keeps on going mm. um, unless you like separate them from like their anchor bone. Mm. So all of these spirits are at different like categories. So think Ghostbusters. You have like Casper the Friendly Ghost all the way up to like Badass, horrible (laughs) night terror, demon goo. (laughs) Yes, and Bonesmith's job are to help the other um, flavor of Bonesmith, I should say, like help the spirit travel on to the next path and put everything to rest. Uh I am by no means giving this book the the due justice when it comes to the world building because Mm -hmm. it's it's very detailed. It's kind of hard to explain. But our heroine is special because she is a a bonesmith. And so we meet her right when she's about to start her trial mm. of proving she's going to be the best bonesmith uh, there is. She happens to be like the granddaughter of the big badass bonesmith lady. Yeah. And she's young. I want to say she's 19. Oh. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, cool. Yeah. Kind of falls in that like new adult category. Yeah. Almost. And so- when I say badass, it's kind of a little overdone. There's some like imagery that seems like it's pulled from a TV show. Like they all have these like white eyes Ooh. and like I don't know. They wear eye black, so like the outline of their eyes is all black. Uh-huh. She wears eye black or like this black grease paint on her on her lips. Huh. So like if you see the cover of this yeah. this book, it's a pretty good representation of what the character looks like. This sounds 
really similar to Gideon the Ninth. Did you ever read that? No, I never read that. Um, very similar. <laughs> but maybe not all of the aspects, maybe. But, like, the face paint thing is, like, identical one for one uh, from Gideon the Ninth. Okay. Intriguing. Yeah. Please continue. Okay. So the face <laughs> the face paint is kind of like I rolled my eyes out a little yeah. bit because like, okay, I get I get the imagery here, but this chick is where like putting her fucking makeup on, like left and right, like why? <laughs> Fair. Like, Don't the- you have bigger concerns, <laughs> yeah. maybe? So she shows up to this trial to prove herself and she gets like stabbed in the back by like her cousin who's also competing. Oh shit. Uh like she makes a deal, the deal backfires, and she loses this massive like test and her dad and big badass bonesmith grandmother are like mm-hmm. Fuck you. Like, you were never meant to be a bonesmith. We're going to banish you. Like, give up your sword. And she's like, but I was just trying to do the right thing. And these people cheated. And they're like, nope, we don't care. We're going to banish you. So this is a lot. There's a lot that happens in the very front half of the book that really doesn't do anything except push the heroine along Mm. to the point where the story actually starts. So <laughs> she failed. I mean, I get it. You need, you know, your your intro, but also. It was too much of an intro. So she gets banished. She fails this test. She goes to this garrison along this breachlands border. So world building background is there was this war between these different houses mm-hmm. and the ironsmiths rebelled against the rest of the houses and they caused an uprising, caused all of the undead to like leak out of the ground, basically. Oh, shit. <laughs> and so the bonesmiths and the other houses built a huge wall, very reminiscent of like the wall from Game of Thrones, like oh. keeping the White Walkers out, right? So that's what this wall is doing, hmm. is keeping the undead out. And then all of the towns that were on the other side of the wall are just kind of left to fend for themselves. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. So like there, it's cool aspects. I really like it. But. Uh-huh. Yeah, so she goes out to this outpost, and there's been no uprisings. There's, it's just kind of like a banishment to like a shitty post at the end of the world, and mm-hmm. nothing's going to happen. And you're going to be bored. So while she's at this post, she gets word, um, and there's like a female mentor at this post that is like shaping her and trying to be a good influence. Love it. it yeah, it's fine. Oh, <laughs> like no, like it's good. I just wish it they, there had been more of it. Yeah. Um, because, side note, one complaint about this is, like, mm. she is, like, the one overpowered mm. female lead. Yeah. There's lots of dudes who we shall meet <sighs> soon. Um, so she's doing her, like, guard duties at this outpost, and they get word that, like, the third heir to the throne is, like, doing a world tour and is mm. going to come check out the garrison. Mm-hmm. He shows up. He's, like, a typical fop character, like, oh. kind of, like, silly man, mm-hmm. but charming. Yeah. And... So she's assigned to, like, guard him on, like, an adventure outside the garrison. Mm. They get attacked. And checks out. Checks yep. out. Yep. <laughs> it's very predictable. Um, and he gets kidnapped. She tries oh. to go after him, like, during this attack. Uh-huh. And she gets attacked while she's trying to go after him Uh-oh. by this mysterious dude in, like, this black armor. And then this warrior who was part of the kidnapping crowd, mm-hmm. a couple of his people turn on him and oh, shoot him in the throat Ooh, or the him. chest or something. Yeah. So <laughs> she, as they're fighting, like, he stumbles back, grabs her, and they just fall into, like, a crevice in the oh, earth. Shit. Yeah. It's all good. It's yeah. all good. And they nearly die. They don't die. And then... <laughs> But did you die? (laughs) They realize that, well, they, I said, he is an ironsmith, part of, like, the House of Smiths that were thought to be, like, killed during this uprising. It's, like, cool. Like, their special magical power is, like, Mm -hmm. molding iron into Mm -hmm. these deadly weapons and armor. And 
he puts the pieces together that the kidnapping crowd that he was a part of is also like a betrayal thing against him for reasons we don't know yet. And he and our heroine agree to work together to go track down the kidnapped prince Uh and figure out what's going on. Hmm. So this is, I would say, the middle portion of the book is just Julian, our hero, Mm -hmm. Ironsmith dude, and Ren traveling together, meeting ghosts along the way, Mm. engaging in battles. There's like a, oh, strip down to your underclothes because you got wet and it's cold. (laughs) As required. Right. Like it's it's a very predictable points. And so I ended up skimming a lot of a lot of this book. Oh, that's fair. I feel like that kind of a lot of fantasy romance suffers that if they're like uh, using the like the journey kind of plot device it it very much slows down way much because i mean even um crown duel kind of slows down in the middle because they're on a journey there's a journey yeah. yeah and so like like a third of this book is all journey mm-hmm. and it's along the journey of course ren is making realizations like they discover this like thing underground mm-hmm. it's like a mausoleum mm-hmm. there's ghosts there's special ghosts mm-hmm. there's mysterious figures and ren's like uh-huh everything i've been told since i was growing up as a bonesmith is maybe okay. like not the right thing and maybe this whole great war that happened is maybe not the right story mm-hmm. like maybe i was on the wrong side Ooh, oh fuck <laughs> moral quandaries i cannot go into all the details of the world building needless to say there's that is the good part of this book is yeah. that really good ideas there's lots of bad dudes mm-hmm. there's a complicated political system mm-hmm. at work here fun and without spoiling the end julian and ren like continue traveling and you can you know if you've read any book in this genre <laughs> kind of piece together where they end up and who they end up like meeting with again and the story kind of winds down but i wanted to get into some of the issues i had with this book (laughs) not to focus on the bad because again world building was excellent magic was super cool the reason i requested this book is because the whole idea of like a bonesmith warrior chick who's like battling the undead is really unusual love it yeah it's cool the reason why it was kind of a hard read for me is because Mm -hmm. the style of the writing mm. is it's very much like the the author is just telling you what's happening Ooh, which yeah. is what a book is supposed to do but you don't ever get immersed into the head of the main character mm. is this her first book do you know no it's not whoa i was looking at the age range for this mm-hmm. book and i think it's more ya Oh, which interesting. might fit with that style. Where yeah, it's a little bit yeah. more explanatory. But again, like we read Crown Duel, which is, which is also considered YA, and you feel like you're part of Mel's yeah. head. Yeah, because there's not a lot of explaining that happens in that. It's a lot of like dialogue heavy and like Mel discovering things as they happen, like and you're discovering them through her eyes. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting too that the author chose a 19 year old, but then kind of wiggled maybe, towards yeah, YA. Maybe, maybe I'm getting the age wrong. Yeah, but. It felt young. And that Mm. kind of plays into some of the word and phrasing choices. Like Mm. there's a point where they're like on this stone bridge Mm -hmm. and the hero makes a joke. Oh, it wasn't built to code. I'm like, oh, (laughs) really? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That might be a little bit too modern. (laughs) And so so a lot of like these modern (laughs) cliched slangy phrases thrown in there. And that, again, feeds probably into the younger audience. Yeah. Uh, I also want to caveat for the readers. That is Jordan's biggest fucking pet peeve (laughs) on the entire planet. That's. (laughs) Be historically accurate with your prose. It doesn't like you can have magical settings and like a modern like you can have a modern magical setting, but be true to your setting. That's all I ask. Don't use stupid phrases. 
like built a code. Or a Dewey Decimal System. Throwback to oh, the Elf Tangent. The, the Elf Tangent. <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to say, I think the Elf Tangent might have been better. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. Because... Again, the idea is really cool, but Ren as a character is also really hard to like. And that's not because she does anything bad. She is kind of like this bravado. Yeah. Like, she's very confident. She kind of swaggers a little bit. She's very confident in her, um, I don't want to say confident in her sexuality, but she is kind of the one who's making the moves on the hero because oh, there's a romance line too in here. The romance line is very forgettable. Like, Julian, you don't give a shit about. Julian's the hero. Just because he's kind of just floating along because the author, again, is telling the story rather than letting you experience the story through the writing. Um, I feel like uh, the over bravado thing is a problem I had with Throne of Glass too. Um, mm. Yeah. No, it's funny that you say that because oh. if I was my three books that oh, were yeah. similar, Throne Excellent of Glass. Segue. Excellent segue. It's it's Sarah J. Moss's Throne of Glass. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because I feel like the bravado in that is good. It's sometimes over the top and it kind of is a crutch almost to doing actual development and having the hero struggle with things. Uh, and it just kind of gets tired to read after a while. Because nobody likes those kind of people in real life. You know what I mean? But there's a way to draw the reader into those mm-hmm. kind of characters. Yeah. And she does, like in Throne of Glass, she mm-hmm. does that with the first couple books. Yeah. I remember being like, I don't like this character, but I want to keep reading. Mm-hmm. And that's what this book, Bonesmith, yeah. is missing, is that mm. the writing doesn't draw you in. So, like, you have the same kind of character who I like to see. I like to see a very overconfident female character because yeah, yeah. that's not done a lot. Yeah. It's just, you got to do it well. well yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ugh. Yeah, the other... Oh, yeah, what are the other books that you would say besides Throne of Glass? Uh, Graceling, because of the the world building and the different magical types in mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. as well as, like, the type of heroine that you're reading. Yeah. Also, maybe a hint of the same kind of style where they're telling you what's happening mm-hmm. rather than, like, mm-hmm. experiencing it. That's fair. And looking for some more notes. I would say, honestly, Gideon the Ninth. Like, yeah, I have obviously not read the arc yet because no, the fact that you you can say like spot on a specific book based on just the description I gave it you. was immediately. Yeah. So I guess if you're looking for the same vibe, like the kind of spooky, ghosty, you know, bones and stuff, I would say Gideon the Ninth. But it's nice. That book is almost more sci-fi than fantasy. It kind of like flirts the line and it's has, I would say, LGBTQ, LGBTQ, let me get all of those letters, representation in Gideon the Ninth. Oh, cool. So if you're someone that like prefers that to just regular heteronormative relationships, I would read that maybe after or instead. It was super cute. I think I've talked about it on the pod. Yeah, it, mm -hmm. it does sound familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So not to hijack your no, choices. No, no, no. I, I welcome the other choices because I struggled to find similar books to this one because the world is is pretty unique. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I will say I don't know if I'm gonna be as quick to apply for a arc again. <laughs> just because one, I, I felt I felt obligated to finish this book and mm-hmm. I hate that yeah. feeling. Like this this book took me a little over a month to read. God damn. Off and on because it was such a slog because mm-hmm. of the style of the writing. Yeah. With that caveat, I will say that maybe the style speaks to certain types of readers. Mm-hmm. I get to that. Yeah. And this isn't me being generous because if I didn't get an arc of this book, I probably wouldn't <laughs> I probably wouldn't That's say that. Um, Might have been a DNF, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Th- this would have been a DNF a long time ago. Mm, fair. Um, but yeah, still not a bad idea. So I would be very curious if when this comes out, if, mm-hmm. you, if you get a sample of it, mm-hmm. if you want to try it or if any of our readers uh, yeah. give it a shot and have the same take. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's it called? It's again? called Bonesmith. Oh, Bonesmith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, from Jordan Shelf to yours, we'll see you on the next page. 
readers, if you'd like to help us pick our next book, send us a message on Instagram. Or if you'd like to just listen, we post new episodes every Monday and Wednesday on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. Thanks for listening. Bussin'. <laughs>